Welcome to the Entertainment Rants Podcast, your number one opinion source for all things entertainment. Join host Marco Mazzola as he sounds off on the latest movies, TV, music, gaming, comic books, and more. Now, here's the man of the hour, Marco Mazzola. Hello and welcome to the Entertainment Rants Podcast. I am your host, as always, Marco Mazzola. And tonight we have our two guests with us. It's Amy. Hi. And Sam. I'm back. Sam is back. Amy's back. And tonight we are talking about Everybody Loves Raymond. A little throwback, right? Yes, definitely a throwback, but a classic. Definitely a classic. So this show ran from 1996 to 2005. Technically a 90s show, as they call it. Book it into a decade. It's in the nineties, but it split it. Ran for two hundred and ten episodes. Glorious, glorious, glorious episodes. 210, yep, starring Ray Romano, Patricia Heaton, Brad Garrett, Doris Roberts, Peter Boyle, uh, Madeline Sweeten, Sawyer, and Sullivan Sweeten, and Monica Horan, uh, Horan, who was um, uh, Robert's girlfriend. She played uh, Amy. Amy. Yep. So she played Amy. So that does those are your basic stars. Um, let's talk about the show. What do you think? What are your, what are your thoughts on the show? What drew you to the show? Why do we still rewatch the show? So for me, growing up in an Italian family, there were a lot of things that I very much understood. A lot of the tropes, the living across the street um, from your family, um, everybody being so close, the lack of boundaries, the I'm just trying to help. Um, lots of things that felt very, very similar to my life. Um, and that, you the know, opening of I, other people's mail, the opening of other people's mail. Yes. yes. That's a big one. Yes. Um, that's a big one. You know, the, just, just the proximity. Like I grew up with a family that was, you know, an Italian family that mm. was very close, like within 15 minutes of driving distance. Yeah. So not right across the street, but it was a close so call. You mean close in terms of geography, not in terms of invasion. Well, both. Okay. I mean, both. Yeah. Right. Right. Samantha, that's fair. Well, you could literally walk to Nani and Graham's from our house. It took maybe 10 minutes. And Kyla was supposed to buy a house like down the street in Stoneham, like our, our, where oh, Samantha Jesus. and I live, where Samantha, the house where Samantha and I grew up, half the street is in one town, Wakefield, where we grew up, and the other half is in Stoneham. Right. So I don't know if it was like right down the street. It was very close. Like we could have walked there closer than Nons, but yeah. the deal fell through. So. So my That's family why they, was the same way. My father's side of the family was very much the same way. Um, you know, grandmother was the uh, driving force or the bus driver, if you will. Um, you know, we all, my grandmother was on one street and most of the aunts and uncles were within a couple mile or two of each other. Like literally, and my, my, my parents and my aunt were like a stone throw. You know, only one aunt made it out out of Massachusetts <laughs> to New Hampshire. So one aunt made it further away than anybody else. Um, but yeah, it was very, very close knit family. Uh, grandparents would just stop in anytime they wanted to, uh, phone calls a couple of times a day, always there, always there, which was different than my mother's family. They weren't quite so there all the time, you know, um, not that they were far away, you know, 14, you know, 14, no, 15 minutes were, down the road, but still. No, but there were different things. There's like, different things I mean, you, your grandmother couldn't drive. Like, yeah. let's be fair to her. Yeah. It wasn't like she could just get up and go anytime she wanted. No. No, my mother had to go get her, but so, but it was very similar. So you identify with the show very much. So we identify with the family, you know, with the, the, so, so you know, obviously it's played to exaggeration because it's a comedy, but the base underlying stuff is still there. And 
There are some things, though, that I feel like I can watch and see my future. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, there are certain episodes that, and we can get into that more specifically. We will, I think absolutely, because we want to go over favorite episodes mm-hmm. and things like that. But there are some that I watched, I'm like, oh, God, that's coming. That's coming. There's no doubt some I of that mean, stuff is coming. There are things that, like, very specifically place it in the 90s, though. Like, if you look back on um, Ray and Deborah's living room, think about how small that couch is. Like, yeah. think about couches that we have today and furniture that we have today. I'm like, that's not a couch for more than one person. Not that you and Amy would know any different. You both sit on top of each other, even though we have two couches. So we're you, fine. You're fine on a love seat. It's okay. We're fine. <laughs> it's basically what I'm saying. You're fine on a It's love not seat. a love seat. It's a structured couch, though. Like, you know, the, the couches that we have now are not structured. However. No, no definitely not. So, yeah, no, I get what you're saying, though. But the, the, the furniture is different. Obviously, you're looking at the old school TVs, you know what I mean? The tube TV. Um, there's not really, like like a lot of shows, when you watch those old shows, there's no real cell phones that play in. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing, mm-hmm. the technologies that we have that are convenient right now. So when you watch those shows, things that happen or situations that happen would never happen now because it's simply even like a phone call or text somebody, things like that. So we were watching an older show. We were watching cheers today, which is a whole other podcast, but there yep. were several times where I was like, why isn't like in my head thinking, yeah. why isn't she just text him? Right. Like, oh, cause she can't. Right. At first episode when Sumner leaves. Yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Like, why isn't she, she just text, text him? him? Right. This, but that was even earlier, right? That was early yeah. 80, early yeah. 20, which, know, so. But it, it is, it's, it's, we haven't had cell phones for that long, but it's they've become so ubiquitous it in our life. It just seems like when didn't we right? have cell phones? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. No doubt. Yeah, even the flip phones that were, you know, with the three, you know, hit the B button three times to make the letter you want. You oh, know what I mean? Oh, those still, Motorola razors, man. Yeah, I wanted one of those so bad. it still was more convenient then and, and able to get in touch with people. You know, and even go back as far as pagers. You know what I mean? They didn't oh. even have pagers on the show where you could just page somebody and say, call me. I wasn't allowed to have a pager. I had a pager. My mother said, doctors and drug dealers have pagers. Which one are you? Neither. <laughs> then Both. you don't need one. <laughs> Both. That's exactly verbatim what yep. she said to me. Yep. Yeah, no, I had one. I got one. Uh, I was working at the time, like right out, you know, out of high school, and I went to work, and I got one there because I paid for it myself. I didn't have one like when I was in high school or anything like that. I had one when I was working. Mm, so, uh, yeah, you no. know, I had that. And then I got my first cell phone there, which was one like the StarTac or whatever it was. I didn't have my the first flips. cell phone until I got out of college. Wow. Yeah. I think I was like 19. I would say I was 19. I was able to sign the contract myself. Yeah. So I had it then. That's I didn't I have my first cell phone until I was around 1920. 22, 23. Like yeah. I, had, I had my own car. Right. And so everybody was on me about you need this phone. Like what if right. something happens? You don't really know what to do except change a tire which i know thanks to my father made me learn right. how to change a tire before he would let me schedule my dr- my road test so you know so you're looking back and you see episodes where like like your favorite episode when they get into the you know it's a talk about your favorite episode let's just go right into favorite episodes because this is one of my favorite discussions we've ever have about this show what driving frank yeah the driving frank oh, episode the driving <laughs> and i i see this in in two ways in our future mm-hmm. your father and my mother yes yeah, you think it would be father, father. It's not. It's definitely your mother and my father. Oh, it's my mother. A hundred percent. Right, Manth? Don't you think? I mean, she just got her license back, so. <laughs> okay. But let's clarify to the people listening to the podcast. She broke her ankle, and so she had a handicap placard. It wasn't like a, a It wasn't like she, a, yeah, it wasn't or, like she was she a drunk because she lost her license. People, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's clarify to the listeners at home. People again on the sidewalk. Yeah, let's clarify to listeners at home. She broke her ankle. She couldn't drive. Yeah. She had a handicap placard, so they took it away for a while. Of course, Suzanne, her third DUI. <laughs> oh, my God, don't say that. 
It was Michael, nothing like that. It just I'm broke her ankle. Yeah. Listen to this. <laughs> so she will listen to it because we're talking on it. She yeah. always does when we're yeah. on. So let's just clarify that. But no, I mean, well, she absolutely. Broke her ankle, so they had to take it away because she couldn't drive. With she couldn't drive. Ankle. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, it was her right foot. She couldn't drive. Now she does not wear socks on the stairs. No, she does not. She's learned her lesson. Oh but, my God, she's not but, allowed. I mean, but in that episode, when Frank is driving terribly. Yes. And just awful, awful, awful. <laughs> Funniest part, I'm going to laugh even now, is they make him, his license is expired. He hasn't renewed it. Yep. And at some point, they they make him go and retake the entire test. And he figuring passes. Figuring that he'll fail. Figuring that he'll fail. So like, he, no, no need to have the conversation yeah. with him to take away the keys. He's just going to fail the test and he can't drive. And he passes the whole thing. Yep. And Ray comes in and says he passes. And Deborah loses and Deborah's her like, mind. what kind of government is this? <laughs> And it is every time I just think like, this is going to be my life. And by the way, if they take away your license in Massachusetts because you have a broken ankle and then it expires, all they make you do is fill out a form just so everyone knows. Yes. Just so everyone knows. Yeah. Because that's what we just occurred in our lifetime. Not only that part when when, uh, Raymond comes back in is when they're at the like, quote unquote, Chuck E. Cheese at the thing. And and they're discussing the pseudo, like the accidents that almost took place. And they, he was basically mowed down a, a, a funeral, procession. funeral procession. And, you know, the, he basically he said, you know, well, they were in my blind spot. And Raymond's like, that wasn't your blind spot, dad. That was That's West. West. <laughs> this whole section. Just, that is that is that episode is absolutely it's so the show had obviously genius writing oh my god and, and a lot of it was based off ray romano's comedy mm-hmm. you know, especially in the beginning like a lot of those shows do that when they have a comedian a stand-up comic who then has a show well, the first season alone is really heavily bent on their stand-up and then obviously it trails off after that it did but i think they they trailed off in a relatable well, to me yeah. a relatable fashion yeah. right because again you see these dynamics all the time like robert living at home Everybody knows someone in an Italian family who has stayed past their time in the home. I am not talking about anybody presently on this podcast, just to be clear, but I'm not. But, you know, everybody knows someone, particularly a son, who has been at home for way too long. Usually it's a son, yeah. And what are you waiting for? I know you can afford this. I know you can. Yeah. I know you can. What are you doing? But it's comfortable at home. Mommy cooks. Maybe it's does your at home. laundry. Mom's, mom and dad aren't willing to throw them out. Does your laundry, and there Tell we have it. Up, and you know, mom and you dad have the money. Get up and do your thing. No, you but you know that I just that's like that really... Robert had his diary in a safety deposit box. Well, sure. Why would with those people? Why wouldn't you? You have to. I know. Literally, you absolutely have to. If <laughs> you're reading it every day. Every day, especially Doris, right? Especially, you know, um, Marie. Marie, Doris Roberts. I Marie think Marie is the big spoon and big fork. And yes. Marie is the ultimate Italian nightmare mother-in-law, right? Yeah. Like she yeah. is just every stereotype of the Italian mother-in-law for good and for bad. There are some things about Marie, you know, she's delightful where she pays for all of them to go on the trip to Rome or she's, yeah. you know, saving money. And giving money to the kids in Mexico or wherever it is in foreign countries to buy books and things like that because Frank won't know and, yeah. you know, things that she does. But then there are other things. She has things. her altruistic moments. She does. But then there's the episode where she, Deborah, 
wants to learn to cook. And makes her meatballs. And makes her meatballs. She hides and the she, ingredients. She, she, she gives her puts, a false a false. She gives label. her a false label with the ingredients. To make right? them not quite like hers. hers. So still the difference. Hers is still better. Yeah, hers is still she better. She can't give up that. She can't give it up. of having the best food. And that's why Raymond still comes around. Because she's still trying to hold on. She doesn't want Robert to go, even though they want him to go. But they don't want him to go because you know, he's got a dangerous job. And Well, they only worries. want him to go to have more grandchildren. Right. But they don't, and she constantly is trying to basically get Raymond back into the womb. It's basically what she's trying to do the entire time, the entire show. She's trying to get Raymond back in into the fold inside and, her house. I mean, it is it is very much the extreme, but yeah, it is. But however, Italian mothers and their sons, mm-hmm. it is a well known trope. Yeah, my grandmother was like that with my father. It is. Oh please! I told you that story. I don't know if I ever told it on the podcast where my. We're at the, uh, I want to say it was Easter, and the whole family was in the kitchen waiting for my grandmother to finish cooking to go in the dining room. So we're talking like 20 people, right? There's at least Roughly. 20 people. Cousins, Roughly. uncles, aunts, my grandfather, yeah. obviously my grandmother, my mother, everybody's there. And my grandmother pushes through three or four people, almost knocks my uncle down to tell my father, only my father, his name is Sid, Sid, let's go eat. That's it. We're all standing, we're looking at each other. Even my grandfather, we're looking at each other like, what do we do? That was it. She this? only cared that my dad came mm-hmm. to come and eat. And this is the ultimate Italian mother-son yeah. thing, right? That yeah. I strive not to have with yeah, our mother son. and I looked at each other like, what do we do? She's like, it's like my 25 years of this. There's no way, you know. No. And I, it is. I strive not to have that with our son. Yeah. Um, because oh, don't he, worry. I won't allow it. Oh, please. You over there, big talker. <laughs> big talker, yeah. Big talker. Yeah. You know, but I, I really like, but it is. I mean, it's, and there's a reason that it is because it happens, right? Yeah. Like Italian mothers do stereotypically love their sons and baby their sons, right? Yeah. So here we have it and we have it played out yes. on TV. Yes. I, there are so many though, like the um, the episode, for the episode two with the I love you. Yes. That's another one of my favorites that I really, where they're so struggling. Ray has a really hard time saying I love you mm-hmm. to Deborah because she's, and she's raised in a family where they, you know, seem to express emotions more. Yes. Um, And so, you know, she says I love you all the time and he's having a very hard time and he gets Marie and Frank involved and he asks them why they don't say I love you more. And the whole thing just eventually it boils down to like, you know, they, they realize that it's a conversation between Ray and Deborah, and they're like, oh, well, then we don't have a problem. It's a problem between the two of you. So forget it. We'll just go on doing whatever we're doing. Absolutely no reason to change. Right. And that's, that's one of the main parts of the show, too, is just watching Marie and Frank just, you know, <laughs> go through and have no self-reflection whatsoever as to what they are doing. Why do they need self-reflection? They're clearly fine. (laughs) They're clearly doing a great job. I'm laughing. They're they're back a thousand. I'm thinking about, remember the episode with the, where they backed the car through the house? I yes. don't know which one that is. Yes. <laughs> it's my favorite part. Yes. I don't know which one that is, but that's the one. And then Ray loses it over the um the wall over the wallpaper. Because the wallpaper yes. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's like with the wallpaper. tiny like, dots on it that are supposed to be There's there. something or something. The stripes slightly aren't exactly no, or whatever. It's slightly off. The stripes don't line up. It's the, the stripes don't, don't line, line up. up. Yep. The stripes don't line up. Yeah. And he's just a little bit off, and it's just making him crazy. No, because what he can't favorite- say to them is, what he can't say to them is, you backed through the front of my yes. house, you insane people, yes. and you expect me to just go on with my life. Yeah. No, he's my favorite that. He's that part brain. is when Frank falls through the stairs. <laughs> because 
Deborah and Ray get they have sex, they get hurt, and then they lie to him that they were having a race in the house and that they fell, and so Frank is fixing the sticks to just see his little bald head fall through the stairs. That is a great one. And he's that typical too, like grand, you know, the, the the father who's like, "Why are you paying for that? Why why would you hire somebody? I can fix it. Let's just fit. you can I can do it. Let's do carpentry. I've never done carpentry. You know what I mean? But let's do it. You know, why would you have to pay somebody else to do it? The house, yeah. the episode where they paint the house, right? right? Where he chooses. Deborah wants whatever the color the is, particularly yellow. Chantilly, Chantilly lace or whatever. Yeah. She wants white, and he Frank, wants white, and Frank gets and Frank picks yellow, lemon meringue. And it's this whole thing about like, and he has a whole rationale behind it around like, you know, both houses on either side of you are white and lemon ring makes it pop and it, you know, make you stand out. And there's a whole rationale. It's a cleaner looking. It's a cleaner. It it was very, white doesn't, lemon yellow doesn't get as dirty, but he doesn't explain it. He he just just, does it and wants everyone to accept it because he's the father and that's what it is. Yes. That's, all it would have taken was, no. a, was a quick conversation, was a quick sentence or two. Exactly. But it's, it's one of those where, like, you should just know what I'm thinking. Yeah. Or you should yeah. just know, you should just trust me yeah. because I'm your father and I know best. Yeah. That's not how the world works. Well, it's not because it's not a teaching moment. Like, it is a teaching moment, but you're not using it as one. Exactly. You know, so you, exactly. you give Ray this, like, this is what we're doing, so just shut up and do it. Well, how is Ray supposed to pass that kind of knowledge onto his own kids? You didn't tell him why. No. So, you know, if he has that, you know, how is he going to come to it? How does no. he come to that kind of decision for, to, with his own kids? Well, or just in general, right? right. How does he even come to it for himself? Because yeah. but he can't he pass know? that knowledge on because mm-hmm. there was no knowledge. Just shut up and do it because I said so. Mm-hmm. There's no explanation. So the kids are another thing we wanted, I wanted to talk about, too. The, what I loved about this show is that there are kids involved in this show, but they're not the central focus of the show. You know, half the time, and I, we talk about this all the time, like the all of the main cast is like over Marie's house, and the kids are nowhere to be found. We don't know if they came with them. They didn't show up with them. And it's like, where are the kids? Like, are they just roaming free? Do they pin a $10 bill to lapel and wish them luck and, mm-hmm. the, you know, hit, hit the streets? I mean, like you don't ever see them or mention of where they might be currently, you know? And sometimes it seems like, well, Deborah's home because she's a working mother. But Ray's also home, and Robert's home, and does anybody work? Like, does anybody have to go to work? So it's it's obviously not in the middle of the day where they'd be working. Maybe it's a week, you know, because you don't ever, you generally don't know what day of the week it is for the yeah. most part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're just kind of like ambiguous about it, unless it's like, hey, we're going on Saturday to go somewhere, right? It's ambiguous as to what day of the week it is, but the kids are nowhere to be found, and the little kids are at some point, like at the beginning of the show, they're too young for school. Eventually, they go to school. Mm-hmm. They're just nowhere. Just. It, you know, they're just, well, we don't have kids right now on this they're show. They're like props. Yeah, they were just props at that point. So that was kind of weird for, for a family show that's based around a family with, that has three kids in it and you barely ever see them. But it was very much based around these interactions with the adults, right? Yeah. Like it was very much based around the interactions with the adults and the things that are going on and what's happening with them. Um, and I think that the kids at times not distract from that, but. Well, they yeah. are secondary. That's a good way to say it. Like yeah. they are secondary. And I think that, you know, some shows when there were kids, like, right, you think Full House, it was all about the kids. Yeah. Right? All about the kids 100%. And well, it's not I think necessarily. the kids in this instance are used to highlight the audacity of the way that Marie and Frank behave with Robert yeah. and Raymond. And the kids are used as sort of like um, a foil because Deborah and Ray don't treat their kids that way. 
Well, they're trying not to. Yeah. So once right. in a while, they are yeah. points of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, they're just background actors, right? Yeah. So a little little um, numbers game on it. There's 210 episodes. Uh, Allie, played by Madeline Sweeten, was in 206. So she missed four episodes. The boys were only in 142. Oh, so wow. So they missed a lot of episodes. I mean, they missed basically 60 episodes. They were also like younger. They were not in. And- Yes. No, but I feel like in that first season they were in a lot. Yeah. Like they were they were in a lot, but as they well, I think there's that like two year old like tantrumy phase that, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody wants to avoid and isn't really television workable. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. It's just strange that they were just so not in it. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, they're kids, but not there. But that was just my one of my observations for the show. Uh, but I was okay with that. I was always okay with that. I didn't initially want the kids in it more. Not that they weren't good, that they weren't funny, or they weren't cute. It was way more fun to listen to the adults. Well, I think the adults are where it really resonates, right? Yeah. At least for us. Yeah. Where absolutely. it really resonates. Absolutely. So, um, all right. We'll go around and talk about uh, who was your favorite character on the show? Uh, I don't know. That's hard for me. I, mean, I know you identify with I Deborah. Do. I completely I identify that. with Deborah. I, I do identify that. with Deborah. But I have to like I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know that Deborah was my favorite. Um I liked Robert a lot and I liked watching his evolution. Yes. Like as he, you know, in the beginning he was very like almost portrayed as someone like on the spectrum with zero social skills. And right. Everything. We did the chin thing. We touched he the chin before he thing, ate yeah. his food. Yeah, and he still does like that. that. Yeah. But like he became more of a real person over time. So watching his development was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that like you love to hate Marie and Frank. They add a lot of like. I think Marie more than Frank. No. I think you love to hate Marie more than Frank. She was. In my opinion, she was more of the negative, she was overbearing. Worse. Frank was just a, you know, pig-headed. You know, old man. Yeah, he's a curmudgeon old guy, but for the most part, he was just like, hey, do what the hell you want. But I want to watch the football part, game. Just my pants down. And, you, and like, yeah, you feed him and you send him off into a room with food and then you could be left alone. Yeah, he was a great sort of like, you know, almost straight man. You know yeah. what I mean? To, to Marie. Yeah. She was so over the top. Well, she is so over the top with yeah. everything. Right. I mean, just with everything. It's that personality, obviously, heightened for a comedic effect mm-hmm. for a comedy show. Absolutely. Where Frank would just, you know, one of my favorite quotes, and I say this all, I say this all the time, um, when um, Marie's like, you know, I'm, I'm your trophy wife. And Frank's like, really? What kind of contest in hell did I win? <laughs> Still one of my favorite lines of the whole show. I think that no, that's a great one. No. My favorite line in the whole show, one of them is I'm too tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. Could you call yourself an idiot? Yeah. And that was like, and I thought that was funny too, but one of the issues I had with Deborah was she was constantly like that. She yeah. was yeah. always yelling at Ray. And not that he didn't deserve it a lot of the times. So no, because he was the comedy, you know, the comedy of him. Because like, he was constantly stupid. Yeah, he was but then made to be. But they made it very one sided, right? Like, like you know, he yeah. was most adult men to his kids and her and you know, most adult men level. who've made it to that point in life and are going to sustain a marriage have developed some other skills, right? Yeah. Just like she would have developed some other ways to moderate here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I so mean, it, that is it's one of those shows where, like, you know. 
so going back to we we talked about this before, and in fact, you were on the episode too, Sam. When we talked about like shows that you watch week to week, mm-hmm. but now we can binge watch them. Now yes. we can go to sleep watching yes. episode after. So you know when you're watching eleven episodes or whatever it is, ten episodes, twenty episodes a season, week to week. Sometimes you skip weeks because there's a mm-hmm. you know something going on. You hear her yelling. It's not so obvious, but when you watch yes. it back to back, episode yes. after episode, she's yelling every episode. Mm-hmm. It's way more noticeable, like in Frasier with Niles and his groups, right? Mm-hmm. You can you can hear that string coming because you, yeah. you hear it back to back. You and know? I think a lot of it, like when we when we had Christian, when Christian was first born, we watched that a yep. lot. Like we had that a lot when we were trying to figure out the nighttime feeding and yep. all of that. We had that on a lot in the background. Yep. And it became very obvious, like looking at these things, which I'm not even sure they were obvious to the writers necessarily because they were also doing it like no. week to week to week yeah, to week. Absolutely. And it's only obvious when you put it all together. Right. But I think any show that we watch from like the 80s or the 90s or anything like that, like Friends is like that too when we yeah. put that all together. Yeah. So I wonder if shows are, you know, especially the streaming shows, which are generally binged now because they're all – with a few exceptions, they just send them all out at once, mm-hmm. right? So you can binge an entire season of whatever. You know, some of the Disney shows, obviously the Disney Plus shows, they, they just drop them once, week, yeah. But a lot of them are just like, here you go, here's all 12 episodes. And I wonder I, if they're written a little different right now because you don't really want to fall into that trap. They take it into account. Yeah, I think they do because I feel like like Miss Maisel is, yeah. and we'll talk about that. We'll do another episode on that once later. Once but we once we season. finish, once we watch the new season. But that's one that I feel like I don't see that as much. Right. And I'd like to, I'd like to rewatch it. I think there's definitely more diversity. I agree. In those I shows think, now. yeah. And I think, it has to be. It can't be the same exact episode, you know, 12 of them in a row. No. And I, I feel like, like, absolutely, like with Raymond, because it feels familiar and I get it. And these things are, you know, close to home for me. I enjoy it. But if that's not your life, like, I don't know, like Full House, I, I liked Full House, mm-hmm. but it got old for me too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and now, particularly watching it like in that way. It gets really old for me. Sam, what about you? Who's your favorite character? Mm, I don't know if I have a favorite character, but I definitely have favorite cringeworthy moments. Like Ooh, cringeworthy moment, like which one? Um, like any time Deborah's parents were there. Oh. <laughs> so let's talk about Deborah's parents. Catherine Hellman. She played on Soap, I believe it was. She was on Who's the Boss? She was Angela's mother. Yes. So obviously oh, yeah. a well-seasoned actress, been around forever. And then Robert Culp played her father. Now, he's been on White Shadow, I believe. Was he's also he, been around forever. He's been around forever, White Shadow, where I notably know him from, of course, is Greatest American Hero. Tom Book Freak. He was he was Agent Bill Maxwell. Was he really? Yes, he played up. He was the straight man, basically. He was the straight guy for William Katz. Greatest American. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I first. I mean, I know, I know. I always had a I'm huge. Too old. I'm too young for. That's a weird term for me to say at 46 for White Shadow. That was not my. You know what I mean? That was my. I believe that's the show he was on. No, and there. I mean, he's been on a million different things. Like when you watch things. I have the website yeah. right in front of When me. you watch things from the 80s, like he's definitely. I feel like I've seen him on Murder She Wrote and other things that I've watched. Yeah, Columbo. He's been on a ton I mean, of he's stuff. been on a million different I'm things. I'm sorry, not White Shadow. I Spy. Excuse me. I Spy. Ah, that's I why. Spy. With Bill Cosby. Sure. That's what it was. Sure. Maybe we should be bringing that up on the podcast. That's okay. We didn't do it. We're not glorifying Bill Cosby. We're just dating. It happens to be a fact. We're just dating a fact. It happens to be a fact that they they were on together. Yes. Notice we're not doing an episode review of the Cosby show. Not anytime soon. No, never, never, never. Never, never. You can't even watch it on TV anymore. I know. I know. Which, and we'll get, you know, we'll have to talk about it, but, you know, I feel like 
I understand why it's so sad for everybody else. I like agree. same thing with Roseanne and the shit she pulled. Like it's just sad for everybody else who was mm-hmm. on that show. And not that they're making big money off the residuals. No, but at least shows they were a making, penny a year. Really you know, gonna, but you know, I also think bank, like, but like yeah, but nobody that was a show they worked hard for exactly and worked their ass off and, and it they was were proud of and in a lot of ways it was, it was very ground, gra- it, was it was groundbreaking, groundbreaking yeah, right it was groundbreaking this really positive portrayal of an african-american family two professional parents yep. in the you know in the 80s it was hugely she groundbreaking was a lawyer, right he was, she a was a lawyer and he was a doctor and to have that all invalidated because he was such a douche excuse yeah. my language but well, like he was such a douche in real life yeah. like it's really it's it's awful. It, it is sad. People don't think of shit like that when they because they never think they're gonna get caught or Roseanne didn't think she was gonna get busted for the saying the shit she she said. You know, I gotta say whatever I want. She is a lunatic. I know. I know. I and never I watched her show. I watched ever her show all the time. Liked Roseanne. Yeah, I used to. I used to like her stand up. Look at her. She looks nuts. Yeah. I know. I know. There is but anyways, we're we're digressing. So she's on one of my favorite shows, The Office. A brief one episode. Oh, please. <laughs> Please. But no, I think that, I mean, so Deborah's parents. Yeah. So Deborah's parents are the absolute, like, antithesis. Polar yeah, the polar opposite. In the antithesis. Oh, but they're know, awful in their own way. But but they're awful. Yeah. They're but they are awful in their own way. They're dismissive. They are. Nothing is ever good enough. They're, but they're they're more self absorbed, right? They they they, they they do their trips and things like that. So instead of like family oriented holidays, Biden, and game, Biden, right? Biden, Biden, was that it? Was Biden, Biden. Yes, yeah, so you know what I mean. So like things like that. That's what they do. They they just go off and they travel around the world instead of having like family holidays. Okay, but then they were. But then there was also the, the point where, and I think it's when they were going to go to Baden Baden that they were actually going to um, marriage therapy, That's like right. a week of intensive marriage therapy yeah. in New Jersey, and they weren't telling anybody. And in some ways, sad they, that episode is one of my favorites. No, it is because when they find out, yeah, when like Marie finds out that like they're the little perfects, the two perfects mm-hmm. are not perfect. The look on her face of like, oh, really? Yeah, that was one of my favorites. Hits home a little bit, does it? A little bit. Yeah. But I also, but there is this thing with that where they also talk about Marie and Frank where they, you know, um, Deborah's father has this line where he says, eggs, Marie, and hold the chatter. And there is something to be said for they get it out, right? Yeah. They do not get it out in an even close to good or appropriate way, but they're expressing themselves. It's almost their version of healthy. Exactly. And there is something to be said for like, how do we get, how do we still allowing people to express what's going on and um, not, you know, not losing their minds. And it comes up later too with Amy's parents right. um, in one of the final episodes. I was actually thinking of Amy's, the guy who plays Amy's father, not the guy who plays Deborah's father. When I was saying I've seen him in so many different things. Oh, Amy's but, father, right. Yes, yeah, yeah, I was, he was in my mind, but gotcha, yeah. Um, when I was saying I'd seen him in Murder, she wrote because I was watching an episode with him in it. Yeah, Fred but Willard. Um, Frank Willard, thank you, Fred, Fred Willard. Fred Willard, but yeah, um, Georgia, Georgia Angle, in Georgia Angle, Angle. Was his, was yeah. Mother, yeah. But when you like, there, there's an episode where they talk about Amy's mother is smoking and uh, oh, I Frank love that Angle one. It's out in the in the fireworks setting off in the in the woods setting off fireworks. Yep, <laughs> we get to deal with their marriage and to be married to each other, and you know Frank and Marie are like. Yeah, you know, we yell at each other, but nobody's out smoking or blowing up little animals in the woods. And there is something to be said for the fact that even though they don't express in what we would consider like in a therapy way, like healthy or appropriate, 
they still get it out Not and they still seem to function. in a normal person way, healthy or appropriate. No, no but, but they still seem to function. Normal, right? Like normal is... And actually, they're not functioning so bad. No, because they're still together, even though they, you know, they're always constantly, you know, the Bickersons. But they get oh. they're still together. They're still doing their thing. They take care of their family. You know what I mean? They want everybody to be happy, and they do for each other. So, like, it's just a different version of normal. And yes, a lot of people would not consider that healthy. Yeah. You know, but then, like you said, you look at Deborah's parents; they're divorced, and you know, Amy's parents don't even like they never tell each other like what is wrong or what they're upset about or what's bothering mm-hmm. them. Like that's mm-hmm. not healthy either. And obviously, these are all extremes, but yeah. there's something to be there's something to be said for all of this. Like in all these different families like that. Well, and not about our family. Just, we just no, know absolutely. families like that. I think another one of my favorite episodes, and Manth, I don't know if you like will will resonate as much with this one is when um. <laughs> When Robert and Amy first get married and they have them all over for dinner and they give them all this book of marital advice and they want to fix Ray and Deborah's marriage and, um, and Frank and Marie's marriage and Deborah and Ray are just like, like they, they just really play it off. And Marie is just incensed. Yes. In, which yes. I don't blame her because blame her. who like, really? are you after being married, minutes. whatever, after being married five minutes to talk to me about 40 something years of marriage, yeah. like, and what it takes to sustain that. Right. But I think that that was a really, and, and I think something that lots of people can see themselves in, right? Like sure. this, I'm new to this. I'm so good. I've done this so well. And not just well, in marriage, but <laughs> yeah. And not just in marriage, but in a whole bunch of other things, right? That everybody's yes. suddenly the expert. Yeah, We've had one kid. He's 18 months old. Should we write a book? Exactly. Let's write a book. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and we happen to have a kid who sleeps very, very well. Not that That's we did lucky. anything to make that happen no. other than just be like, hey, it's time to go to sleep. Let just, me put you just, in the bassinet. Yeah. And he did it. And yeah. we didn't have a backup plan. But we have the self-reflection to say, hey, we're pretty lucky we're people. very lucky, yeah. We definitely lucked out on his sleeping patterns, his eating patterns. And, yeah. yeah. He's just and, and an even, easy even little just, guy. Yeah, he takes care of himself like he, in terms of like he likes to – he likes to play. Yeah. He likes to play and he entertains himself for he long can. stretches of time without mm-hmm. needing us to be in there. We're doing it with him. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I feel like we're getting there. He's like, get out of my way. You're, you're bothering me. I'm doing sometimes something. Sometimes tonight, right? He yeah. was like, Ma, get out of here. I'm doing yeah. this. Yeah, I'm doing this. Go back to me this. over there. Go, go, go there. Yeah, he was literally pushing you, you away. You no, know, he it's pointed like, to where he wanted me to go. Like, yeah. go over there. Yeah. But, yeah. but there are those, you know, there are those people. And I think even if it isn't your particular family or culture that you grew up in, like there are these things that are so relatable. Like every family has someone that thinks they're the expert, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On something that Absolutely. they've only been involved with for five minutes yes, or whatever it is, yeah. you know, or that they think they know the best on. Yep. Absolutely. So where, where have we seen, it's kind of weird talk, kind of switching gears. Where have we seen some of these other, like I always, you know me, I like finding out where other actors have been from, like what you've seen them in, what some other stuff that you love seeing them in. Oh, I'm terrible at that. I know you're, I know. Yeah. Sam, what about you? You're even younger, so it might be a little bit more stretch for the conversation for you. We might have lost Sam. I think we might have. Um, well, her stuff's still moving. Let's see if we can get her back. Let's see if we can get Sam back on. One thing I will say is, um, so hello. Oh, there there you are. There you are. We thought we lost you. We thought we lost you. Um, one thing I will say about where have we seen other people? Like, 
Afterwards, Deborah played um, Frankie in the middle. Yeah. On the middle. I really liked the middle. Yeah. Like, I think the middle was really well done about like people who were struggling economically and managing and just getting through. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. There were lots of things I enjoyed about the middle and the weird ass names they gave those kids. Yeah. Who were they? Axel, Sue, Sue is the daughter, and then Brick. Brick is the youngest one. That's weird names. Yeah. That's weird names. Yeah. So, That's- so for me, um, like I remember, Kendall like Ray. For me. What's that? Y'all hear me, right? Yeah, we can hear you. It's kind of broken up, but we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, you're kind of you're cutting a little and letting it out. Um, so for me, it was my first experience for, uh, Peter Boyle or two. Oh yeah. He was, um, the, the monster in young Frankenstein. Yes, 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 yes. He was the monster and he played in Johnny Dangerously. I was just going to say that. He, Wasn't he in Johnny Dangerously? Yes, he was the, the leader of the gang. You are obsessed with Johnny Dangerously. I love, we got to do an episode on Johnny Dangerously. It's one of my favorite movies. That's like you up do. there in my I top bet, 10. I bet Matt will do that with you yeah, or your like brother. Yeah, that's like my top 10 comedy yeah, your brother time. might do that with you too. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. That's a yeah. great movie. I've never seen Johnny Dangerously with Michael Keaton. Definitely find a way to get a hold of it. I, it's hard to get a hold of sometimes. It's hard to um, Netflix. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to find. No, but movies. you can find it. Yeah, it's out there. You can there, find it. Yeah, it is funny. Um, and then of course Marie. Where's something you remember seeing her from? Oh, um, National Lampoon's yeah, Christmas, Christmas Vacation. vacation yeah. She's the mother. Yeah, she she's plays. the mother-in-law. She's the mother-in-law, right? Yes. Yeah. So that was that was where I first saw her. Brad Garrett, though, like for me, like he's a stand-up comic, but that was really my first introduction to him. Mm-hmm. And he's a genius. He had a show after that too yes, for a bit that was really good. I liked yeah. it. I can't. Of course, I can't think of the name right now, but and he didn't get picked up. Like it only had a couple of seasons, but it was. Yeah. I don't know. I might be mixing it up with something else, but I, I remember really liking it. I think yeah. I'm mixing it up with Fran Drescher and Ralph Macchio, their show where they were divorced, but. No, but like, it's, it's sad. Like, you know, some of these actors and whatnot, they go on to these big shows, right? Raymond friends and these actors have like careers afterwards, but nothing ever hits yeah, like the show the you know way. them from. Right. Deborah Swimmer, and right? right. had a show. Yes, they did the news one, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, and it was actually it. pretty freaking good too. No, yeah. we really liked it, but it it that was the writer strike. Yeah, that yeah. was the writer strike. Like Joey that. from Friends, obviously, he had his Joey the man. It was the what was Last Man Standing, whatever it was. It was like a Joey show. He had a show. That yeah, but he didn't. Long. No, it didn't but it wasn't hit. very good. It wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. It's, Lisa, um, Lisa Kudrow from yeah. Friends, like really, I think Courtney Cox has had some success post Friends. Yeah, and and, and obviously Jennifer Aniston, but like Dave Schwimmer, where was he? Other than he did the, um, uh, what do you call it? The trial show with, uh, oh, with, OJ. um, OJ. Yeah. Yeah. The people versus OJ Simpson. Yeah, it was an American. It was a huge hit. It was, was really good. No, he was Bobby Kardashian in that. Right. So. But, um, which was, you know, I mean, he was really, I think he's a really talented actor. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's also something on HBO Max, I feel like, that he was on, like a spy show or something that yeah. looks kind of like Chuck. Remember Chuck? Right. Yep. 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 But, but I mean, you even know, Ray, like, you know, he's done obviously a lot of stuff, but nothing. Well, like but what's he going to do after this? Like, this was his life on stage. Like, I same feel thing, like, like, where Seinfeld, do you go from thing. here? You know do you know what I mean? Where do you go from here? Exactly. Where do you go from here? Well, and Ray, like, 
for for Ray Romano, I'm sorry, man, then you can go. There's like a there's a recent special on Netflix, I feel like, where he went back oh. to the place that he was. Yeah, like one in, of the improv shows. Like one of the, the improv sellers, yeah. like in the cell yeah, the cellar or something in yeah. New York City. Yeah. Sorry, Mantha, I didn't mean to cut you off. Robert did Tangled. He did a really good job as the as the crook uh, with the hook for a hand. So that there you go. He oh. does a lot of voiceover work. Clearly, obviously, he's got the voice for it. Like he he's got that deep, you know. He does a lot of voiceover work. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. yeah, he sings that song. If I had a dream, he starts it off. I'm malicious, yeah. mean, and scary. That's oh, him. I didn't know that was yeah. him. Yeah, he's yeah. Done a lot. We, they said he'd done. A, they've all done a lot of stuff. They've all done. You know, obviously Doris I mean, Roberts, I and Peter Boyle are gone, Miller but probably did the most because he did like he did Best in Show, The Wedding Planner, like um, yeah, American Wedding. Creek? No, is that the, no? That's, 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 uh, that's Levy. Eugene Levy. That's Eugene, that's Eugene Levy. 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 But um, I think they were all Anchorman them, yeah. movies. Yeah. Like Fred Willard's done a lot. They also like, I mean, Fred Willard's passed on, right? Yes. Like all of those. I mean, it's yeah, been. Last, uh, 2020, excuse me, not last year. The year really? Before. Yeah, May 15th, 2020. Yeah. Really? I thought yeah. he had passed before that. So. No, no. He was still doing, he was doing like Space Force with um, Steve Corral. And mm-hmm. yeah, he was still doing He was stuff. on, um, he was Modern on Modern Family. Family. Yep. yep. I yep. saw him as the dad, uh, yeah. as a. Oh my God, Phil's dad on Modern Phil's Family. Phil's dad on Modern Family. Yeah, I Here's remember that too. Like, this is always. He was also. Good Sam. He's in both Anchorman movies too. He yeah. was, was he um, really Ed. He was yeah. He was the he was Ed. Oh yeah. yeah he was at like, the studio, like yeah, like the, the, the prop oh. guy, like, you know, like Anchorman like the, one. Uh, what do you call it? The newsroom guy. Yeah, you know, like the head of the newsroom. Anchorman one, solid comedy. Anchorman just two. Anchorman, Amy, it's just Anchorman, not Anchorman one. Just okay. Well, it's Anchorman. Anchorman. Yeah. Yeah. Anchorman. The Legend of Ron Burgundy was yeah. the first one. Okay. Second Solid one. Solid comedy. Cash Second grab. one. Garbage. Cash grab. Garbage. Cash grab. It's just like, hey, we, we're going to capitalize on this really big hit. And that happens so much. Unfortunately, that happens so much. It kind of, but he was like, so this is always weird to me. Like, you see an actor, you know, because of the way movies and stuff are shot, right? Mm-hmm. They don't come out to like a long time after they're done rapping. So it was weird. We're like, he passed away in 2020, but then in 2021, he was in Captain Daddy. The TV movie. Oh sure. You know what sure. I mean? Like it's wow. Yeah. That's you know what I mean. They, yeah. It's, it, Even it, though it happens. Well, well there was happens. all the the COVID stuff too. I'm sure yeah. that delayed some of those things. So. Yes, exactly. So yeah, yeah. He played it. Uh, he was in Harold and Kumar. Go to White Castle. Like he no. was, he's, Oh yeah. Really? He's been in so Wait, much. Wasn't Marie in um, Grandma's Boy? I doubt I have the interwebs yeah, right in my wasn't, face. So. Wasn't Marie in Grandma's Boy? Like that was a. Re- Talk talk to me about that one. I don't know what that is. Um, oh, okay. So Yes, she was. She played Grandma yes. Lily. She's the she was the grandmother and grandma's boy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, another long career. 161 credits in her IMDB. Wow. Yeah. So she she'd been around. She'd been around. So yeah, it's amazing to see some of these things that people have done, you know, over the years. But then you you know, you identify them with this character. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, 161 credits. And I identify her with Christmas Vacation, but I really identify her with Everybody Loves Raymond. Obviously, she was on that show for a very long time. So, and that's where I knew her from. I think, too, that people like, obviously, it makes sense. Like, she didn't just start acting at whatever 60, 65, however old she was when she started that show. Yeah, Yeah, but not often, right? So, she obviously had a long career before that, but I think it's easy to forget. Remington Steele. Really? A lot of Remington Steele. 70, uh, yeah, 72 episodes of Remington Steele. Yeah. Wow, she was. She did a lot. Yeah, she did a lot. Maggie, Barney Miller, 
uh, Angie. She was all soap. She was in a lot of episodes of soap. Oh, soap. Yeah, I mean, I have to go back and watch it because I'm sure she looks different. You know what I mean? Back mm-hmm. in the, you know, back in this day, to a certain degree, almost like I was like, oh my god, I wouldn't recognize her. But yeah, so which is kind of cool. I like doing that, going back and seeing some of their old stuff and what they look like, what they sounded like, mm-hmm. how they're acting. Like I yeah. think that's pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool stuff. So yeah. So the show ending. We kind of jumped to the end of the show. How did the show end? I, I kind of remember the final episode. Like Raymond was. They're worried he was sick. Yeah, he's having his tonsils out. Yeah. And so at the very last episode, he stops. They have a hard time bringing him out of anesthesia. I forget if he stops breathing or whatever it is, but they're able to get him out. And um, everybody decides, like, Marie's not there when, when they find out. And it's Robert, Amy, Deborah, and Frank. And they decide that they're not going to tell Ray and they're not going to tell Marie. Yeah. And eventually it comes out. And, you know, everybody, Deborah's being so nice to him and she's worried about him. And, you know, Frank is being so nice to Marie and Marie finally figures it out. And she comes running over and kissing, kissing on Raymond yep. and all that. But it ends, the last shot, it ends with all of them sitting at the kitchen table in um, Ray and Deborah's kitchen. I don't know. I like that because I think it's just like, you yes. know, life goes on. Yeah, we've talked about that before, um, whether you were on the podcast or I did. Like, I like shows that end where you know it keeps going. Mm-hmm. Like, not that we have to see a reunion. Obviously, we can't because most of them, you know, a lot of them are passed away. Um, but still, like, you, you know their life you know, behind, you know, on the show keeps going. You know what I mean? Like, that, whatever fictitious universe, if you will, that is still going on. Not where, like, some of the shows were, like, you know, obviously, Frasier it's like a big split up, you know, Frazier leaving and that, that I, I don't like those shows. It just I don't either. It just doesn't work for me. You know, you, you spend so much time with these people, right. Which is, you know, something Robin Williams always said, rest in peace. He, um, you know, people identified with him as Mork to the day he died. And he did so many amazing, you know, they recognize him from so many other things, Mrs. Doubtfire and all the other wonderful things that he did, but he mostly got recognized as Mork. And he said, because people ask him, like, why do you think that is? He goes, because you're in these people's living rooms mm-hmm. week after week. You're you're not, they don't go to the movies. You know, you're not in their movie theater. You're in their living. You're in their kitchen when they're watching TV at wow. dinner time or whatever. You're almost part of their family. That's, and obviously then it's, of course, it's, you know, 100, 210 episodes with these people as this character. So that's why they identified him as Mork for so long, you know, and that's the same thing. 210 episodes of Marie. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I'll always see her as Maria. I'll always see, you know, Brad Garrett as Robert, even though he does wonderful things, whether it's live action or voiceovers. You know what I mean? Even Frank, who I, like I said, I originally see him as the monster and Frank, young Frankenstein. And, uh, you know, as the boss and, and Johnny Dangerously, he'll always be Frank or own to me. Yeah. But these, and these are roles that they took later in life, right? Yeah. So, you know, it is it, but I agree with you. I think there is something that makes a lot of sense. There is something about, you know, people coming into your living room, like those friends characters, yeah. they are still those people to me. Sure. Like Jennifer Aniston is still Rachel Green. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many wonderful blockbuster movies she's been in or different yeah. people she's married or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. She's still Rachel Green. Right. And it is true that like then people say it all the time. And I know these, you know, you hear actors talk about stuff like that, the wonderful like letters and things that they get. You know, we see emails because who writes a letter from a mother? Crazy person. Um, let her check the mail. Check for check for some some, some powder. Who, who's check for some anthrax. Some crazy person wrote us a letter in 2022. Um, but you know they get these letters all the time about how 
their role is this person to help people through hard times, whether it's a medical issue or a family death or something like that, because you're with them week after week. A movie is wonderful and you can identify. I love Princess Bride, but I don't watch it week after week after week with well, the same it's characters. Done. It's done. It's a it's one done. and done. It's, you know, you well, know you the know, story. There's five, comfort six, in knowing eight, the story. Ten, Eleven seasons exactly. of these people exactly. in your living room. And the evolution of them. Their life. And yeah, you see their their arcs, right? Look at look mm-hmm. at like you said, Rachel. Look at her arc. You said we even you know, watch a, car- a, mo- a show week to week anymore. Like, who well, I mean, even some does some that? of you still do, right? Like, you know, I'm watching Bo- the Book of Boba Fett slash Mandalorian because you have to one of three. Um, you know, you have you to. Have right? to. Some, to. Of them have to, right? some of them have to, right? Some of them you have to watch because they release them week to week, even the streaming stuff. But mostly, you're right. Most of the stuff is just dumped. Twelve episodes, boom. You know, Karate Kid season four. I watched in two days. Not Karate Kid. The Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai season four. Cobra I watched Kai. in two days. Two days. Well, I mean, it just I just binged the, binge the Witcher season two. Yeah. So you don't have to watch it Love week to week. week. But there is still something to be said for watching a week to week. So sometimes I like it. I do like Cobra Kai all dumped at once. I can watch all the episodes. But then Boba Fett or Mandalorian or, you know, the other Marvel shows, I enjoy the week to week. And I get a week to digest it and wait well, for the next one. The I also, is fun. No. I also think with certain ones like Boba Fett, if they dumped it all at once, I would have stopped watching. Yeah, it's been a tough. I mean, obviously, episode five, and we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Set, that'll, that'll be we're going to be uh, doing our review tomorrow on that it's one. It's been a tough set. It was a tough set until episode five, which was just season three, episode one of the Mandalorian, essentially. Yeah. Um. So you know that that's and that unfortunately is something to be sad that the best episode of a season has nothing to do with a titular character, but you know it is what it is. But I I think that you know so I think in some ways that works for them. Yeah. And then, but like, even with the Mandalorian, which dropped in the same way, like I was on the edge of my seat and they were wonderful episodes, Mm -hmm. but I think, I mean, it's a good point. Nobody really watches things that way anymore. Yeah, not for the most part. You don't have to, right? Nope. No, You don't have to. But even some things, some people that like when things are dropped week to week, people will wait until the entire season is done and then binge watch it. And then binge it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also or know people who waited until the end notice. of Game of Thrones and then binge the whole thing at once. Right. I had I I would be in that camp if I ever watched yeah, it. Like I, didn't, I had thought I didn't about watch it. Yeah. Have you watched it? I've watched. I started to when I was doing the podcast it's with not Diana. Worth it. It's just not. Um. Yeah. It just. It's, it's just not too worth much. it. It's too much. I, I, it's a bit much. I hear it's a lot of like like one of my coworkers. Her husband really likes it. And she just like they were rewatching it, and she just told me she had to stop. Yeah, yeah, like it's almost too much because you know what's coming. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of it, you know. Um, there was a lot of they let me down in that show. They let a lot of people down. They let a lot of people down. Oh, but even in Cobra Kai, which I watched again season four, I liked it because Terry Silver was back, and it was really fun. So there's a lot of nostalgia in it, and then the ending was, you know, if you haven't watched it, spoilers. The uh, the ending was fantastic. How they wrapped it up to go into season five, but there was just a lot of like, not necessarily just backstabbing, but like I'm gonna go to this camp now, and you don't, I don't like you, so I'm gonna trade and go over to that side now, or I don't like you, so I'm gonna go date her now. It was just, it was constant for whatever it was ten episodes, whatever they had on that show. It was, it was too much. It was too much of that teenage angst drama, but not just with the teenagers. Like even the adults were still do- were doing it. It was just interminable. But the nostalgia part of it keeps me watching it, and I will definitely watch season five. See if season five is going to be off the hook, right? Because you're getting a lot more nostal- nostalgia into it. You know what I mean? But now you're kind of really going, you know, into it depth. So you know, 
You know, and but it's the same. Like Raymond is so rewatchable. Why is it rewatchable? Well, for me, because Robert always gets gored with by the bull. <laughs> <laughs> and that should be on a poster, if not a bumper sticker. <coughs> Great, you broke Amy. And it's his upper <laughs> yep. thigh, people. His upper. It is. It's his upper thigh. Not the gluteus maximus. Upper thigh, not his gluteus maximus. No, but. It is. I mean, I think there are relatable things in these characters. Like, at least you can see them. You know, you I see people that I know or parts of people that I know. And I can see parts of myself in Deborah. Certainly not everything. I don't run around calling you an idiot all the no. time. No. As long as it doesn't happen. If you did, I'd oh. tell you the comment. <laughs> no, but like, so for me, it's it's, I asked the question because we love the show. It's hysterically funny, but then there's things like Maria's overbearing and can be like frustrating. Like sometimes it's frustrating. Like why doesn't Deborah just, and she does sometimes say things and speak up for herself, but then we see how it goes, right? Marie twists it and it all gets turned around on her again. So it's infuriating. Frank can be infuriating. You know, Raymond being a dope, Deborah constantly yelling. This, you know, and if you pick it apart, especially when you binge watch, there's some quote unquote negativities. But yeah, we still love the show and still go back. We're watching it again. We just you you put it on at night. You know what I mean? Like you just love that. If it's on, if it's on, if I kind of kind of go through YouTube TV and I see it's mm-hmm. on, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even with commercials, I'll watch. I'll blast through them. But you know what I mean? You watch it. You know, even though it has that. So what was the charm? Right? I guess it's that charm that makes you still want to go back and watch, it, even though there's parts that like it's frustrating. There are characters that are frustrating. Well, I also think there's something to the familiar, right? Like you know. Not only can you identify with parts of them, even though they're frustrating, but there's also something about like, you know what's going to happen or you've seen this trope before and that that's helpful sometimes. Sometimes that's comforting. Yeah, I think so. Sam, what about you? I mean, I like the show. It wouldn't be one that I binge watch or that I just put on in the background because it's on. But then again, I do that with crime shows. And fall asleep to like crime shows, but then again, we'll, I'm we'll weird. Get to that so. We'll get to that episode. We'll get to it. Oh, you want to be on that one with you're me too? Have to we have we have a cult slash murder show episode on the on the in the books that we're going to record because Amy is crazy. Yeah, because we're going to have to talk about the closer. Okay, we're going to have to talk about my girl Brenda oh, Lee. I love yeah. the but Amy likes the the, the realistic the right the date lines and the. I like the, the documentaries. She likes the dick. I enjoy the documentaries episodes things like that that I just. And she watches it right before she goes to sleep. So that's the great oh, debate. Yeah. I want, well, I want somebody to write in on that one. That's the question I want to write in. I want people to write in to us at engageinentertainmentrants.com or hit us up on the social media. What is that? Right? So here's what happens. I watch Marvel movies before I go to sleep, and Amy <laughs> can't watch it because it, inf- it infiltrates her dreams. And it's, you know, fictitious aliens from fake worlds. But it's ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. That's not the that's not the point. But you that's watch murder shows of real people doing horrific things to real people that actually happen, and somehow that doesn't inf- in- infiltrate your dreams and scare you and freak you out. Like, oh my god, why is there jail. not a murderer on the side? Because they're in jail. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. But there's a million other not a million, but there's a lot of other people like them that aren't in jail. There's still people doing horrific things to people out there. But not to me but, right now. But Thanos is not coming okay. to get us with his magic love of stones. <laughs> But he could, Coco. He could. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not saying that we're alone in this universe, but I don't think Thanos is coming with his big magic gloves of stones, of rocks. Okay, so Thanos I hate ridiculous. to bring up Right, it's ridiculous. It's point, completely ridiculous. It will but, never enter my dream or make me scared to sleep or 
It's not that. It's the like constant no. fighting and the pow and the wham and the all of that. It's not sixty six Batman. So but yes. any no, type but of it does. But that's what. Oh yeah, it kills me. It kills me. It, it it's like the rapid fireness of it or something. I don't know. I can't take it. That makes more sense. I would explain it that way. Yeah, I just I can't watch the murder shows going to sleep because it's just it's in my head and all the cult shows. Oh, because I want to slap half those people. Like, well, you know what I mean. I want to like. You know, and with the murder shows, people like you know this guy gets convicted, but then he gets off, or the trials, and this like just, just kill him. You know, he did it. The seventeen thousand okay, witnesses. You just don't did. say that. You know what I mean? Don't say that. You, I can say, I can say anything I want to my podcast. I know. Thank right? you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. And <laughs> censored on my own podcast here. So well, I don't understand let's this. not go down a death penalty road, huh? Oh, that's no. all I'm trying to think. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, there we go. we're there. Anyway, back to Raven. So, which is a very lighthearted show, and yes. nothing, to do, I mean, with nothing that. to do with that. Yes, I understand what you're getting at. All yes, right, that's fine. all. I know. My favorite characters are the Bull and Chomsky. Chomsky, what's the dog's Chomsky. name? I forgot Chomsky. about Chomsky. 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 I forgot about Chomsky. 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 Like Chomsky on that show. I forget because his face looks so depressed, just like Roberts does. Yes, well, that's it. They, they, you, yeah, that's why they, you know, they Chomsky like is as in and out as the kids. Yes, but well, yeah, but I mean, he wasn't in the first season, right? Like how how for no, how many they get him in the first season. Do they get him in the first season? They do because Ray brings him home. Ray finds him and brings him home, and Deborah's like, "We are not having a dog." But then, when was Shamsky no longer in the, on the show? Like when I don't know because I feel like he's Chams- the show. It's okay, so what happened was Ray found the dog. He was a champion stud, and then those idiots got him fixed. And the woman wanted to give him back because he couldn't perform anymore. <laughs> you people not remember anything? You say you watch the show, and I know you guys watch it way more than I do. But come on. That was definitely a detail that, that left my brain. No, I remember that. But it's just not one of my the more important details. Yes, it wasn't Frank driving. Oh, my Nobody God. West. That's not something that resonates with my future, Samantha. No, definitely not. No. The recipe when I, stuff and the oh the the Brajol. The Brajol. Oh yeah. The Brajol episode is that ref resonates. So Amy made a wonderful eggplant uh parm, basically, this recipe, and it is phenomenal. She's like, Don't take don't tell your mother. Don't tell your mother you like it better. Don't tell your mother if you like it better than hers. It's the Brajol episode. That was when when Deborah makes better Brajol than Marie, and yeah. Marie loses her mind. Not only does, not mind. Only does Ray like it better, but even Frank, Frank likes Frank. it better. Oh, she really started losing it when Frank was like, uh-huh. and going over there just for the Brajol. Going over to see Deborah just for the Brajol. What I liked, what I liked even more is like she tried something else that was just like a no go. It's like, well, that's yeah. pretty much a one and done. Yep, that's all she could do. The romance is over. Yeah, the romance is over. What I like, one of my favorite common threads is the fact that she, the only thing she could really make was lemon chicken. Lemon chicken. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I always thought that was great. Like that's fun writing. Like in the, the um, it's almost a drinking game, right? Like how many times is she gonna mention lemon chicken? How many times do they have the lemon chicken on the show? In the um, in the episode where they're showing how Ray and Deborah first meet, yeah. that she makes lemon chicken. And he comes over and she makes lemon chicken and he says, Wow, I could eat this forever. Yes. And guess what? Guess <laughs> you what? Are you gonna, are. You are going to eat this forever. So, all right. Awesome. What else do you want to say? Anything else about the show that you love that you want to say? No, I've got to talk about the sauce episode where they talk about the perimeters for where they're moving. 
and you're just like, oh, you stupid oh, people. Oh, that was, you're yeah. That, this out. It was one of, almost like a flashback episode when they're yeah. talking about when they were first getting together and where they could live. And yeah, absolutely. They bring the, bring the sauce over. Go ahead, Sam. You talk about it. You brought it up. Well, no. So I was just recently having this conversation with my boyfriend about how where he determines based on the sauce. And he just is looking at me like, why would that be important? Why? Because he's Irish. He doesn't understand. Um, And how Ray shows Deborah on a map when they're first together, except for him, on a map where they can live based on how quickly Marie can get there with hot, fresh sauce. And it applies. You don't want to be too far away. Because then it necessitates overnight long visits, but you also don't want to live too close where she can get there with a hot, with a pot of fresh hot sauce in seconds. You want to be in that middle area. That's right. <laughs> the middle zone, not too far you out where it's overnight. I love that. That's yeah. one of my. This is the zone. This what is, am I is the zone. And then they're <laughs> right next to, right across the street from each right other. Across right across the street. The yeah. That also resonates in my life. Yes. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, my mom's. Well, my mom's. Uh, we're, they're at a space where they can. It's not quite, but it's warm. It'll still be warm when they get here. It's not that hot in forever. It's still warm. It's still warm. But God bless them. They want to. They want to get a place right next. Right next to us. Or right near they us. They do. Well, obviously for Christian, they want to be near us in case we need anything. Things like that. You know, so right across the street, and they'll be over checking the mail next door. They'll be over checking. Opening the mail. our mail. Believe me. My dad did that for years when I lived there, even well into my twenties. Even if now, if I get something, if I like, for, you know, obviously I haven't lived there in over twenty years, but mm-hmm. like you know, if you know, if something, whatever, like on a list from twenty years ago, I used to, he'll open it. Mm-hmm. He still opens it. I know, I know who's checked the mail that day. If your mother gives me things for you that aren't opened, yeah, it's her. Yes, if, she, father, if they she, are open, father father it's all opened. Yeah, all opened and rifled through. Absolutely. Not quite understanding that that's a felony, but you know, <laughs> it's not really a problem for him. The rules don't apply to him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's definitely not different set of rules, different, different set of rules. Very good. Yeah. All right. That was fantastic. I enjoyed that. Me too. Well, everybody loves Raymond. So if you haven't seen it, I mean, it's on, where do we watch it on? Um, Peacock. Peacock. That's right. It's on a, it's on Peacock now. It's owned by them. So definitely go and check it out. If you've never seen it, give it a watch. Oh Yeah. Give it a watch. It's a little, you know, it's a little time capsule back to the '90s and early 2000s. Like we said, um, the house is interesting, right? I always find that funny. Just to wrap up, I always find that funny on sitcoms. Like you see the interior of the house, the outside of the house makes no makes no sense. It makes no sense with the interior. Yeah, 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 it's completely different. You know what I mean? It would never work. You know what I mean? That whole open floor with the stairs, but it doesn't really go anywhere. And then the you know the kitchen off like the the, the out exterior house that they use, which kind of changed a little bit. Like once like. Uh, first season to the latest season, the, the still that they used was very different. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense <laughs> compared to the house they actually are in, which is pretty funny. So, and there's a lot of shows like that, right? And Golden Girls was obviously like they they um they always there's a map like of Jerry's apartment. Mm-hmm. It makes no logical sense, like where his bedroom stuff like that. You'd literally be outside. You would have fallen off the building by then. Like, where his bathroom, the kitchen, go to that back room and yeah. off to the side, but the, the wall is right there. His exterior wall is right there. In his living room, but then you go to that back room or to the left in his bathroom and bedroom are back there. Where? I didn't like that. <laughs> there's much. no, there's no. Way I didn't like that. that much. In that apartment. So it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, there you have it. All right, Sam. Thank you for being on the show. I think Sam's still there. I hope she is. She's moving around there. 
I see you're moving. Sam, you still there? There you are. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, Sam. Gotcha. All right. Sam says goodbye. And uh, Amy, thank you. We're going to jump offline, go back online, do what? What, what are we going to do? I don't know. We'll we have decide? to talk about it. All right. We will. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, we're Entertainment Rants. And please feel free to uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or drop us a line at engageentertainmentrants.com. And check out all of our social media, Entertainment Rants, and on Twitter, Entertain Rants. All right. Thanks again, ladies. And uh, have a great night, everybody. And keep ranting. Oh, no.